This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. I'm Tanner Walters-Scribner once again. Filling in for Jim Smalley. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, we're going to chat with a crops extension specialist about how the weather might delay a start to seeding and what that could mean for farmers. We're also going to talk to Ann Wasco, a market analyst for cattle, and how the first quarter looked in terms of there. Also going to have Marlena Bush with her Saskweed update and plenty more. The farm weather will be in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfresh.ca. Farmers across the province are anxiously waiting to start seeding. However, Mother Nature might prevent them from doing so at least at this point. Matthew Struthers, a crop extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture, says that the current below-average temperatures will have some impacts for farmers looking to get a start to seeding. It's definitely been uh, chillier for parts of the province than, than normal, and, and that's a challenge when it comes to, well, a snow melt for one, and then also warming those soils up to an acceptable temperature for seed um, to germinate in. Um, and, you know, so we're seeing, you know, down in the southwest, there's been, there's been a little bit of seeding that's already started. Uh, that'll be in fields that were, um, you know, drier going through the winter uh, that probably didn't get as much snow. And then with a little bit of warmth, they were able to melt and dry out enough. Uh, so those guys have, have started. And I know there's a few uh, people around the Kindersley area that have started. Again, those will be fields that didn't experience a large or even average uh, amount of snowfall likely because uh, those most of those fields would probably be too wet to be working in right now. Um, if you look at the north uh, portion of the province, you know much of it uh, is still covered in snow, or there's at least enough moisture sitting in fields that they'll be d- delayed for another week, uh, possibly two weeks. Um, but right now it's hard to say. You know it could warm up to to plus 20 next week and and dry out quicker than we expected, but uh, I think that's unlikely. And for farmers still waiting for maybe the soil to warm up a little bit, what's kind of the minimum temperature or good temperature for them to start uh, planning to put their crops in the ground? Uh, it all depends on the crop that is being being seeded, um, but you just don't want it, uh, I would say anywhere close to, to 10 degrees would be uh, nice and adequate for, for just about every crop across the board. Um, you know, that would, that would cover off, uh, you know, cereals, pulses, and, and canola, so... Uh, yeah, up around 10 degrees, nice and nice and warm. Uh, and I mean, there's other crops that like it a little bit warmer, but uh, you know that 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 those temperatures will will come eventually. We just uh, the biggest problem right now will be uh, if if seeding's pushed into the middle of May uh, in the late start that we get. You know what challenges come come down the road from that. If there is a delayed start to seeding for this year. 
What type of effects is, is that going to have? Uh, it, it can mean a few things. Um, you know, when you seed later in the year, uh, sometimes the timing with pests uh, lines up a little bit better. So those pests are, are more present when the, the, the crop is smaller and there's a little bit more pressure there. Uh, and then later on in the season, you know, since you started later on, uh, by the tail end of the season, you've run out of um, growing days or frost-free days. Uh, so you run the risk of frost later on in the season, closer to the fall, um, and that has uh, you know effects on yield and, and and quality as well. So there's a few things that could come about uh, if we start uh, late this year, but again, it's it's too early to say. Uh, we'll know more once we get some seed drills in the ground uh, and see how much progress we get in the next couple of weeks. And the southwest seems like it's going to be fairly dry in terms of moisture, while the southeast kind of the opposite they seem to have got uh, two late snowfalls here two storms that have kind of replenished some moisture but in terms of just kind of a, an overlook of the province how are farmers off in terms of uh, moisture that they got kind of in the in the off season the southwest uh, just didn't see the snowfall that the rest of the province did and same goes for the west central um, some really really dry areas in those two regions um, they just didn't get the snow uh, they had some uh, some parts of those, those regions did get some good runoff, um, but they're going to need some uh, some rainfall to to bring that soil moisture up to a, an adequate level. Uh, but if you look at the southeast, I mean, they got snow throughout the winter. They've had a couple storms here at the tail end uh, of winter going into spring, and uh, that's good to see. You know, that's going to be um, uh, a good advantage for them as long as they're able to to get seeding here uh, soon. Uh, and then you know, you know the the east central and then northern regions, yeah, they got they got good snow. Um, a lot of it's still sitting out there in the fields, um, or in ditches, or or in the tree line. So that's really really good to see. Um, and they're, I mean, the the if you look at any of the regions that uh, for water wise, um, I would I would expect that the north will have the greatest amount of runoff as they typically do. Um, but overall, the entire province will need more rain uh, come. You know, come the end of May, uh, early June, and into July uh, to carry us through the summer so we can break this uh, drought cycle. Strother adds that it's important for farmers to be safe. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Tanner Waldo-Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Prairie Grow-Op Team. Fueling farms and feeding families in Cupar, Ituma, Lipton and Strasburg. Livestock producers have been seeing a pretty strong recovery in the first quarter of 2022 in the slaughter cow prices. And Waskow, a market analyst with Gateway Livestock, explains what exactly the increase was. We have seen a pretty good improvement as we've gone through, well, I guess it's four months of the year now. The year started with good slaughter cows around 75 cents, and now they're up over a dollar. And uh, again, demand has been good for hamburger beef or um, lean trim is is the kind of the official um, description of the product. But uh, that's what's been driving the market higher because we've seen increased harvest rates of cows, both in the U.S. and Canada, because of the dry conditions and the high feed prices. So in spite of bigger supplies, we continue to see cow prices move higher. And will that trend continue for the rest of 2022, or what is kind of your analysis there? 
Well, if 2022 is a seasonal pattern for slaughter cow prices, then typically the highs for the year happen in, in June usually. Um, and again, that kind of matches kind of a, a high for for hamburger demand as well. So I, I'm going to lean with that seasonal tendency to still have some pretty good demand uh, for c- hamburger beef and therefore cow prices right through till June. And then and then typically we see lower prices in the second half of the year. But um, I still think there's some upside on cow prices yet. Yes. And what drove that first quarter increase? Well, certainly specifically on the, the cow market, it, it would have to do with um, the demand for cow beef or hamburger beef as we call it. So uh, that's that's good news. Uh, prices are up as, as consumers know at the counter for everything, but at the same time uh, demand still continues to be good for, for ground beef. Um, we continue to see more food service operations uh, across the country and around the world return to some, some type of uh, normal, pre-COVID normal and uh, and that's also been a driver in, in better uh, food service uh, demand as well. And for Finnish or fed cattle, what did those prices look like in the first quarter? So fed cattle prices, that be our, our younger steer and heifer market, has uh, was really flat through the first quarter. But now that we've finished April, or pretty close to finishing April, I can speak to finally seeing some improvement. Last week in Western Canada, we saw the... Uh, the uh, fed cattle price get up into the high 160s, 167 and change, whereas really through most of the first quarter, it was hovering right around 160. So finally seeing some spring improvement there after a pretty flat and choppy first quarter for fed cattle prices. And what are some of the challenges that uh, cattlemen and livestock producers faced in the first quarter? And what are some of the challenges that they're going to face for the rest of the year? Well, unfortunately, the whole feed cost, feed supply situation continues to be, I would suggest, a forefront of concern for many producers, not just here in in Western Canada, but also in the U.S. as well in terms of drought conditions and and carrying on a more widespread drought than we maybe want to see following 2021. So that that still continues to be a concern. And then, of course, don't forget the... The Russian invasion, the, the war in Ukraine, um, certainly had an impact on, on feed prices because of what happened to grain prices. And so that's also playing an impact here in, in 2022 as well. So those are challenges um, that, so we certainly, Mother Nature could play a part in one of them. And, and hopefully we do see some, some rains come to areas that need it as we go through, uh, through May and June. And anything of note that you want to add? Well, again, lots of uncertainty, uh, some of it certainly in the hands of Mother Nature, so not a lot we can do about that, but uh, um, those, those would be the, the top concerns right now, I would suggest. That was Ann Wasco, a market analyst with Gateway Livestock. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. 
I'm Brittany Warner with RealAgriculture.com, and it seems as though no matter what industry you're in, supply chain issues still seem to be a problem. Of course, this has been going on for a number of years since the onset of COVID, with uh, farmers getting into the field or getting ready to get into the field to start seeding. We wanted to check in to see what farm and egg parts are going to be tough to get your hands on this year, that maybe you should get on the phone, get them ordered if you can anticipate that need. I chatted with Rocky Mountain Equipment's parts manager, Frank Ryberg, about kind of where we currently sit and what producers can expect for the upcoming season. Have we seen, first of all, have we seen an improvement since the onset of COVID? No. (laughs) Do we have a reason for that? And maybe I'm being skeptical. What are you guys being told is still the issue? Is it labor? Is it transportation? Is it a combination of both? It's everything, uh, right from logistics, right to uh, supply chain. Um, uh, we're getting everything, and it's, I don't know if I believe any of it, but um, it is some of the supply chain, I get it, because uh, uh, in the factories they're having trouble getting stuff from other countries to build these pumps and what have you, like these hydraulic um, components and stuff, but... Uh, logistics, I can't see where it should be a problem anymore, but um, it's, it is. It's definitely a problem, and that's, that's the answers we're getting when we ask. Okay? I was going to say, I've talked to a couple other guys, and they're saying that um, in some cases, the product's there. The parts are there. It's the transportation that we just literally can't get them here. Are you guys being told kind of the same thing? Yeah, yeah, basically the same thing, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why, but that's what we're told, yes. Has there been any solution laid out to you guys or any sort of light at the end of the tunnel? Or is this just, I mean, I hate to use the phrase, but is this now the new norm in the world of, you know, egg parts? Uh, they are they are just wiping their hands. Uh, CMH, you know, and we actually um, put in for complaints to them. They just, they just come back to us with this is what it is and there's nothing we can do about it that's basically what they're telling us so you kind of just got no answers they have no answers for us at all no so there's it's really hard to create a solution when we don't know exactly what the problem is right exactly yeah i mean lots of saskatchewan farmers are looking to get out into the field any week now for seeding um do you foresee this being detrimental to producers this year with the lag time uh i mean obviously seeding is going to be less of a problem if they're hung up for a day or two opposed to later this year in harvest um but what are we looking at for for wait times here to get stuff in well, some of our some of our things, like anything to do with a plastic or rubber, uh, packer wheels, like anything made of rubber, uh, we can't get anymore. Like we're done. Like the, uh, our suppliers have told us, forget it this year. Like we're just not we're just not getting them. Uh, some discs for for some of the air seeders, uh, just no more. Like they just flat out told us, don't even don't even phone anymore, don't order because you're not getting it. Simple as that. So, so that's pretty hard to tell a producer. I was going to say, how does that translate to you guys on the other end? It's kind of like a don't, don't shoot the messenger kind of thing, but, you know, bad yeah. news. This is what we're being told. Yeah, and it's all over the place, too, because I've gotten phone calls from all over Saskatchewan about these same issues with with especially Packer wheels for the Eric Sears. Um, getting calls from Weyburn and Esteban and, you know, all over the place. Yeah, They're just... 
people are just trying to find somebody that might have some stock because they all know that they're not coming from the factory yet. Not that this would be equivalent to the toilet paper issue that we saw at the beginning of COVID, but (laughs) have we seen guys stock up on things ahead of time um, to kind of get ahead of these shortages? Or is this kind of, you know, guys have just been getting it as they need it and we're still, you know, coming up dry? No, most of this stuff took everybody by surprise. They didn't even know they were going to have issues. Um, Like, I knew about some of these things back in August, September of last year. So I got some orders in. um, But I didn't, I didn't obviously order enough, but I wasn't going to go out and order a semi-load of everything, you know. Uh, But the stuff that I did get in, um, like those Packer tires, right, we got some of them in, but they were all spoken for last fall. So, yeah, I think we're just still trying to play catch up. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agro weather forecast on the source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and Moose Jaw Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair, drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, there's a mix of sun and clouds with the wind gusting 60 southeast. There's also a high of 9. Tonight, it's partly cloudy. The wind continuing to gust southeast at 60 kilometers an hour, but diminishing to 20 overnight. There's a low of minus 2 and wind chill minus 9 overnight. Tomorrow, it's cloudy with things clearing up in the afternoon, a high of 15. Tomorrow night, cloudy periods with a low of 0. On Friday, there's a high of 13 and a low of plus 3. On Saturday, we hit a high of 16 with a low of minus 2. And on Sunday, it's sunny with a high of 16 and a low of 0. The normal high for today is 15 and the normal low for today is 0. Sunrise was at 5.41 this morning and sunset is scheduled for 8.11 tonight. Around the province at this hour in Estevan and Yorkton, it's plus 1, Swift Current plus 10, Moose Jaw plus 8, Weyburn plus 2, and in Regina, it's plus 2. We'll be back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo-Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. A weekly overview of the wheat market has been provided by Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting Venture. It was issued through the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission yesterday afternoon. While doing some work on global wheat numbers, we looked at the April International Grains Council Grain Market Report. The ICG expects global wheat consumption for 22-23 to increase by 7 million tons to 785 million tons globally. This number puts total wheat consumption and usage 5 million tons higher than global wheat production of 780 million tons. But we would not consider ending stocks at 277 million tons to be at dangerously low levels 
unless major production problems develop or unless Russian wheat exports are stopped. In terms of cash markets last week, we heard of no significant international buying. The scheduled Jordan purchase was again canceled. U.S. old crop sales were poor at just 26,000 tons, leaving the season total of 705 million bushel down 25% on last year. We expect cash buyers to be more interested in corn than in wheat this week as well. To continue, here are some of last week's major news in the markets by wheat origin, starting with Canada. Southeastern Saskatchewan and southern Manitoba were hit with another bout of precipitation, but moisture continues to miss the parts of Alberta and Saskatchewan that would benefit the most from additional moisture. There is some precipitation slated for Montana and southern Alberta in the seven-day forecast. Agriculture and Food Canada published their April balance sheets last week. AFC left the Canadian non-Durham wheat balance sheet entirely unchanged from last month. They're still forecasting that 21-22 exports will be at 13.2 million tons with a 3.3 million ton carryout. Canadian week 37 wheat exports were dismal at just 174,000 tons for a total volume of 8.1 million tons. That's 43% or a full 6 million tons smaller than last year's at this time. The wheat market is strong because of the weather concerns in the US and in parts of Europe. However, barring a crop failure, there will be sufficient wheat available in the markets in our opinion. We like sales at these prices. Moving to Durham wheat, for the 22-23 crop, AFC is forecasting a 9% increase in seeded area. The supply of Durham next year completely depends on yields assumptions. StatScan is using an 87% yield increase to 34.2 bushel per acre, which gives a production of 5.5 million tons. We are currently using a six-year average yield of 36.4 bushel per acre, which results in a 5.9 million ton number. Durham will stay reasonably tight. The Durham wheat area in the European Union is expected to fall by 4% from last year to 2.1 million hectares. New crop Durham prices in Canada have jumped to 14 and a quarter for number two and 13.75 for number three Durham. Some buyers are also offering an act of God clause. These are strong prices and we would be 50% sold at these levels for new crop if you're comfortable doing this at this time. U.S. winter wheat crop conditions lost another two points over the week to 30% good to excellent. This is slightly worse than the drought-affected crop of 2018. The forecast for U.S. the U.S. plains remains hot and dry for the remainder of the growing season. U.S. weekly sales for wheat were small at 26,000 tons. The problem is that U.S. and Canadian wheat continue to be priced at a huge premium to other origins. The premium gets larger into the new crop as European wheat has a large old crop, new crop inverse. That was Marlena Borsha of Mercantile Consulting Venture giving her outlook from the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market in Arcola Building Supply. Small town lumberyard, big on service, arcolabuildingsupplies.com. Canadian farmers are expected to plant more wheat, corn for grain, lentils, soybeans, and oats in 2022, while area seeding to canola, barley, and dry peas is anticipated to decrease compared to previous years. The previous crop year was one of the driest on record in Western Canada, while soil moisture conditions are estimated to return to normal in some parts of Western Canada. Other areas such as southern Alberta and southwestern Saskatchewan remain drier than normal, potentially influencing seeding intentions. By comparison, soil moisture in eastern Canada is estimated to be normal. In addition, domestic and international grain markets are currently facing uncertainty as a result of the ongoing impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic and geopolitical conflict in Ukraine, which may affect farmers' planting decisions. Rising input costs for Canadian farmers, including fertilizer and fuel, may also contribute to seeding decisions. And the Water Security Agency is advising for a potential overland flooding in extreme southeast corner of the province late this week and into next week. Two late winter snowfall events brought significant moisture to this area over the past two weeks, with much of the precipitation falling as snow. Warmer temperatures and rainfall forecasted for the area later this week may result in a rapid melt of the snowpack that could produce high flows in localized overland flooding in the area. The area of concern extends from Highway 1 south to the United States border and Highway 47 east to the Manitoba border. This includes Pie Stone Creek, Moose Mountain Creek, Short Creek, and the Antler River and its tributaries, including Gainsbird, Lightning Jackson, and Graham Creeks. The public is advised to stay back off and from waterways and fast-moving water, particularly if it's carrying ice and debris. The Water Security Agency also advises not to cross waters unknown depths by foot or by vehicle. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. Your market update is brought to you by Fees Tallman Lumber. Purchase your all-weather windows with installation from Fees Tallman before April 27th, and you'll save 15%. Looking at the latest Viterra price quotes, Durham was at 551, Feed Barley 362, Canola up 10 to 11.47, Flax 12.91, Lentils. 932 oats 391 yellow peas 628 and feed wheat 378 with one red spring wheat up four points to 528 that was your market update we'll be right back after this it's the livestock reports on the source 620 ckrm the livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574 now here are the latest livestock quotes Hi, this is Renee from Cinnaboy Livestock Auction with the market report from our April 20th regular sale and pre-sort sale. D1 and D2 cows averaged 102 up to 120, D3 75 to 90, and canner cows 30 to 50. Heiferettes were 110 to 140, and slaughter bulls averaged 116 to 131. Pre-sort sale. 450 to 5 weights, so 236 to 239. 5 to 550s, 230 to 247. Two, uh, 550 to 6 weights, 222 to 247. 6 to 650 weights, 
216 to 224. 650 to 7s, 197 to 215. 7 to 8 weights, 183 to 199. 9, 8 to 9 weights, 170 to 195. And the heifers were roughly 25 to 30 cents back from the steers. Thank you for your support. This is Renee from Assiniboy Livestock Auction. Coming up next on Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, it's the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid and Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. Canadian National Railway cut its outlook for profit growth and cash flow for 2022, saying that it expects costs to be significantly higher than it previously forecasted as the price of fuel soars. The country's largest railway is now projecting earnings per share growth of 15% to 20% on a justice basis. The previous target was 20%. CN Rail's new outlook for operating ratio, a key measure of cost as a percentage of revenue, is 60%, up from 57%. The Montreal-based company said operating expenses increased 12% in the first quarter, partly because of the spike in fuel prices triggered by Russia's war in Ukraine. On the markets, the TSX is up 107 points to 20,798. The Dow Jones is up 376 to 33,616. And oil is down 56 cents to $101.14 per barrel. The Canadian dollars drop eight one hundredth of a cent to just over 78 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges that growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. I've been Tanner Waldo-Scribner, and that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive pre-emergent herbicide.